Hey, what's up? It's Neville Medora here from Copywriting Course, and I'm joined by Dan McDermott today, another professional copywriter here in the Copywriting Course. And today we are discussing what's the best copywriting book you've ever read. I don't know about you, Dan, but like people ask me this all the time, like what's the best book you've ever read? What are the top 10 books? And so I never give 10 books because, well, uh, that's a lot of damn books. So I always give my top three. And uh, do you have a top three also? You know, I didn't until you asked me this question today, and I guess putting them together now, I uh, yeah, I, I have a couple that I've always fallen back on, and without realizing it, I do have a top three now. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and so it's kind of funny because I think most of our books about copywriting are not necessarily about copywriting, but they're the ones that have taught us the most. So I say we just jump in. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna give my top three, and Dan will give his top three, and you can pick whichever book you want to start with. So uh, I'm gonna go first, Dan, if you don't mind, and. Um, my number one is a free book, and it's not even really a book. It's a set of letters written by a gentleman in the 70s named Gary Halbert, and it's called The Boron Letters. Now, if you're in the copywriting world or direct response marketing world, like you've definitely heard of this, like, right, Dan? Like, you've mm -hmm. definitely heard. Yeah. So The Boron Letters was written to, by Gary Halbert. You could search it, The Boron Letters by Gary Halbert, and it's chapters one through 25. It's a set of letters written by Gary Halbert from jail to his son on how to do marketing. Now, here's the thing. Here's the caveat. Don't read these online. This is stupid, okay? And I'm telling you why. And I had a friend really convince me to do this, and I really didn't want to do it, but print them out. It really helps because it was meant to be read back in the 70s, 80s when you had to print out stuff. And you start to see how Gary Halbert makes you physically turn a page, but he'll, he'll end, he'll say like, so the secret I learned through that experience was dot, dot, dot. And you're like, damn it, I have to turn the page. So you'll learn things on how he hooks you, how he grabs you. Um, I will warn you that this was written in the 70s and 80s and Gary Halbert is a very uh, colorful figure. So it's a little bit offensive here and there, just kind of, I don't know, toughen up and read it. But um, The Boron Letters by Gary Halbert would definitely be my number one recommendation for if you want to learn marketing, um, to read that, it is just a gold standard and I loved it. The first three chapters, sometimes people get a little bit turned off by because it's more about life and fasting and stuff like that and mental. But then uh, chapters three through 25 are all just about marketing. So that's my number one. So Dan, what is your number one copywriting book suggestion? First off, I think that's a great suggestion. That's, I, I was kind of late Thank coming you. to the Boron Letters, but I, I, uh, I think I read them for the first time a few years ago. and. I was pretty much blown away. I think that there it's it's just great communication uh, at the end of the day between father and son. Uh, crazy backstory. So yeah, totally totally agree with that. Great suggestion. Uh, my number one is uh, I'm going to cheat here a little bit, but it's the Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell, mm. and this is basically a, his uh, magnum opus where he was uh, basically breaking down uh, mythic structures in stories and how all human stories tend to follow a similar uh, path, a similar structure. And his version, I'm going to caveat this, is quite complicated. So he has like 18 different stages and it gets a little bit dense. But the reason I bring it up is that I've been going nuts over the fact that Rick and Morty is essentially based on the same thing. Dan Harmon, the writer and creator of Rick and Morty, uh, uses a simplified version of Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. And he uses something called a story circle. And I highly recommend looking it up online and there's a YouTube video and the, you know, I've watched it. It's amazing. It's so fantastic. Isn't it? It's, it's great. It's, it's, eight well, I've watched every Rick and Morty episode. So like to see how they make it. And I was just like, how do they have so many layers to a, a story? Right. It's like, unlike anything else you've ever seen and you see it laid out and you're like, oh my God, that's how they do it. 
I'll be, I'll be totally honest. This is the stage of my career where I'm looking at this. I'm like, God damn it. I wish I could just have something this good. I could get this good at telling a tight story that takes you through these couple of emotional stages and in such a repeatable format. I love it. So that's, that's my number one. Um, and I, there's a whole universe of people who take Joseph Campbell's work and then turn it into something niche. So highly mm. recommend looking that up. And uh, I think you will not be disappointed. Wow, great suggestion. All right, so uh, best copywriting book recommendation number two from Neville's side. And this is one of my favorites, man. I've I've listened to this one so many times, not listened and uh, uh, read, and it's called Advertising Secrets of the Written Word by Joseph Sugarman. That's Advertising Secrets of the Written Word by Joseph Sugarman. Caveat, it is now rebranded to be called the Adweek Copywriting Handbook. I don't know why. I believe Joseph Sugarman sold the rights to it to Adweek. So if you're looking on Amazon, type in the Adweek Advertising Guide to Copywriting or whatever, and you'll find it. But the original was called Advertising Secrets of the Written Word. And basically what Joseph Sugarman was, he was the guy who invented blue blockers back in the day. You know, like in the Hangover movies, he wears like those big sunglasses. He's a very, very successful guy from the 70s, 80s. And the reason I respect Joseph Sugarman so much was he was one of the few direct response marketers back in the day that wasn't just shady as hell. Like even Gary Halbert was like, you know, this guy was a little on the gray area, right? He was pushing the boundaries pretty much. And Joseph Sugarman was like pretty much 100% above board, super honest, great products. Just like kind of like as a man, I like how he lived his life, you know, just that code of ethics. So I respect the hell out of him. And um, and he the greatest thing about advertising secrets of the written word was this list of psychological triggers that Joseph Sugarman had. And there was roughly 24 different triggers that make people buy. And I won't read the whole thing. I have some posts about it uh, linked in the show notes here. But it's like, number one, feeling of involvement or ownership. So if you give someone a feeling of involvement or ownership, they start promoting it. It kind of reminds you like Bitcoin. If you have some Bitcoin, you start telling everyone about Bitcoin because you have it. And it, every time it goes up, you look better, right? Um, number two, honesty. Number three, integrity. Number th four, credibility. Number five, a very po a powerful one that we talk about all the time, value and proof of value. So if you can show some social proof that people definitely get use out of a product, they'll buy more of it. Anyways, he goes on to list the 27 different things or 24 different things that make people buy. And I have referenced this section of that book so many times. I even wrote a whole post on it, not to share it with people, just so I can look it up myself. Because I hated going back to the book and having to look it up each time. So uh, my number two recommendation is Advertising Secrets of the Written Word by Joseph Sugarman. How about yours? I think that's also the the first technical copywriting book I ever read. So that's mm. that's a, I, I totally second that. It's also one that I have friends who are copywriters who have the book on their shelf and kind of go back to it, like you said, and reference it all the time. It's so, it's uh, one of the few ones I actually go back and reference all the time. Like I literally pull it yeah. off of a physical shelf. Yeah, that's that, that's fantastic. Uh, my number two is uh, by Scott Dickers. It's called How to Write Funny. And Scott Dickers mm -hmm. is, I believe he was the founder of The Onion. Uh, I might have to double check that, but he, he basically is a very funny guy who's written very successfully online and very has built you know, a, a bunch of uh, quite funny and quite successful businesses. Um, and it, this is something for a while that I was kind of obsessed with, where I realized that I couldn't really get, I think I'm a relatively funny person in, in person, <laughs> but in, in, in text, 
I came across really stiff and really kind of formal and very academic. <laughs> and some of my favorite writers, I would notice, you know, Bill Bryson, for example, I would, I, I literally laugh out loud when I read his stuff and I couldn't do that for myself. So what I started doing was kind of trying to go back and analyze people's stuff that would make me laugh and what, what the, what the structural format behind their, their comedy was, which is the most unfunny way to approach it. But <laughs> this book is, uh, is definitely a way to, uh, where he breaks down some some basic structures that are quite simple and really approachable. And if you find yourself not able to write casually and naturally, this is a way to do it and be really mm. good at it. So highly recommend it. It's a kind of niche little thing, but it'll it'll give you a skill that most people don't have. So if you're like an unfunny dork, you could learn how to be funny by reading the rules of being funny. Interesting. I think so. It's yeah. A, it's well, a, I think, I think honestly, like, well, you know, being funny is kind of like one of the highest forms of human intelligence. Uh, I, I think so. I think it's one well, of those things where it's like, you have to surprise someone's brain to make it funny. And there's all these rules and parameters around it. If you could, if you could be funny, like you're probably a pretty smart person. You know, actually inside the copywriting course, like one thing that we've I actually heard you reference several times with people on office hours and whatnot is this idea that, um, you know, you go back to stand up comedy as a storytelling framework and how good mm. some of these comedians are at, at basically getting their message across and layering different things on. Uh, you had a you had a thing where you mentioned Chris Rock's uh, uh, approach to something recently that was fantastic. And that's exactly it. It's, it's communication, but it's in a way that is engaging and memorable. Really? I think they are some of the best. Yeah. So let's see, uh, best copywriting book recommendation ever, uh, number three. And this is another one I constantly refer to. In fact, this is a book where I have photocopied illegally. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty hard to do sometimes at some of these places and blown up and hang on my wall. And it is Ogilvy on advertising by David Ogilvy. He is the original Mad Men character like that. It was all based on that, that show. And Ogilvy on advertising is fantastic because he ran a large advertising agency and advertising agencies will typically make like a Ford commercial and have a bunch of horses running through a field or something. And you have no idea how many cars it actually sold. But David Ogilvy was a guy that loved numbers. And so back in the day before the internet made all these numbers freely available to everyone, he was tracking sales and he loved direct response. He loved, he said it was so much better than advertising, which was based off of like winning fancy awards and stuff, but not selling anything, right? So, so he was all about like, how do we combine these two? And the cool thing about him was his job would be to like change the entire United Kingdom to buy a certain brand of rice. Like what an interesting problem, right? Instead of being like, hey, how do I sell a bunch of these yo-yos? He's like, how do I get an entire country to change the brand of rice they eat? So he would do these large scale campaigns and advertising blitzes uh, across different countries and some of them worldwide. And he was responsible for billions and billions of sales. And in fact, some of the, one of the ads I have on my wall that did the largest amount of sales for them was he literally took out like, it was like size seven print, it was super small. And he just wrote all of the secrets that at the Ogilvy and Mather company uses to sell advertising. And he just put all the secrets and publish it as a full page uh, advertisement. And that brought them in like something like $1.8 billion of business that year. And that was like back in the day. So incredible. I love Ogilvy on advertising. I reference it all the time. Not only is it good and interesting, it's just beautiful. It's pretty, <laughs> it's nice. I love it all around. Highly would recommend it just to get it as like a collector's piece. That's a that's a fantastic suggestion. I think that's also something where like looking at swipefile.com and and knowing you in terms of what what you yourself are kind of attracted to in terms of uh, in terms of 
overall. You easily copy see game. where the influence is. Yeah, hundred percent. Just uh, basically and I, copy Dave Ogilvy. Ogilvy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also remember one time uh, early on when I first got to know you, but like I, I brought up this thing about uh, I was very proud of myself because I, I'd taken a couple snapshots of these, uh, these uh, sandwich boards outside of outside of bars where they'd have mm-hmm. a little joke on it, like uh, mm-hmm. you know, husband daycare center or uh, <laughs> you know, uh, soup of the day beer. And uh, I, thought was, I thought they were hilarious. I took took photos and, and I showed them. So I was like, "Oh, we should do something around this." And I remember your answer right away was, "Dude, that's okay. It's 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 funny, but uh, you know, is that it doesn't gonna, sell. Is it, is it literally going to make you walk in the door?" And yeah. I thought about it. I was like, "You know what? In each one of these cases, I took a photo, I giggled, and I moved on." And I think that's a fantastic concept to kind of bring to the table here. Is like, are you just doing something for the sake of doing it, and or are you actually making a sale or something? So I think yeah, but if, but if it said like you know beer eighty percent off for the next twelve minutes, that <laughs> exactly. make you walk in the door, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So, so what's uh, your uh, third book recommendation? So mine is uh, is uh, it's called On Writing. It's by Stephen King, and uh, as you can see, like I went with three kind of non copywriting copywriting books in my mm-hmm. opinion because they're basically um this one like the others on my little list here uh is very much about story structures and how to how to get yourself to teach yourself how to be creative uh that's basically what this book is it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful book for any kind of writer i think but um the interesting thing with me that my biggest takeaway my first memory when i think about it is this uh, little story that he tells about um his mother basically telling him to uh, to stop reading stuff and start writing stuff. And instead of just reading other people's stories, it's to to start writing your own stories. Mm. And I think that's that's a really interesting concept. Well, obviously you still need to read a lot of people's stuff to, you know, to, to learn and whatnot. But the idea that I think a lot of people, myself included, spend a lot of time in learning mode and just kind of consuming things. And you know, you can you can you can that that is a type of learning. But then we don't turn it into our own, uh, our own creative process. And I think that's something where you see, you know, content writers online who have been doing this consistently for for years and years. They're pretty good storytellers. They write they write some fantastic stuff. Whereas somebody who's very well educated, you know, and very well read, let's say, can turn around and maybe not write that well. And I think that's that's a really interesting kind of shift. And Stephen King has a whole like I mean he has obviously he's a prolific writer, but his the way his brain works comes from having written so much. It's like this sort of a self fulfilling prophecy that's a very good one. It's this loop that you can close by just practicing. So that's my my biggest takeaway from that was it really shifted how I approached writing. Um, so that to me is is and I, I bring that to the table with with my own copywriting all the time. I I kind of when people sort of fall back on on exercises and, and frameworks, I kind of I like to kind of look at them and be like, oh, it's, okay, it's 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 good, it's useful, but uh, you know you should you should go off and 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 practice yourself. Um, nice. And That's I, a I remember great that, recommendation. There was a, there was one thing that uh, I remember you you said to me at one point too was. Uh, I think it's, I'm paraphrasing, but basically I'm not afraid of the expert who like posts once every so often, but I'm afraid of the moron who posts every day because that mm-hmm. moron could get better really quickly. And yeah. I think that's, that's a fantastic uh, way to look at, at how uh, this kind of skill works. There, you know, it's funny. You can see that on double time on something like Twitter where like, you know, the turnaround time mm-hmm. for posting is really fast. It's, you don't have to write a whole post that takes weeks. But like the people that you just like see that during pandemic or something, they start posting all the time. And you're like, oh, this, I mean, if they, if that person gets 2% better every week, that's a pretty big change in a few weeks. And so, um, so yeah, you totally see that. 
just raw output instead of just like reading and pretending. Nice. Cool. So uh, those are our best copywriting book recommendations. Uh, I'm going to go over them real quick. So my top recommendations, one, two, three, were number one, The Boron Letters by Gary Halbert, which is free and please print it out. Don't just read it online. Number two is Advertising Secrets of the Written Word by Joseph Sugarman, recently rebranded Adweek Copywriting Handbook. And number three, Ogilvy on Advertising by David Ogilvy. And Dan, what were yours? So mine were The Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell, but I really recommend you just dive into the whole world of Hero's Journey stuff and look up Dan Harmon's story circle. Number two was How to Write Funny by Scott Dickers. And then number three is On Writing by Stephen King. Cool. Excellent. So uh, if you want to if you want to chat more with me and Dan, we're on office hours every week. Uh, we talk about stuff and actually bring up your website, bring up your cold emails, bring your, your LinkedIn posts, whatever you have, and we help you rewrite it. And we do all the background work of researching copywriting, so you don't have to do as much of it. So if you want to join, come to copywritingcourse.com. And uh, Dan McDermott, it's been a pleasure. My name is Neville Medora, and we'll talk to you later. Take care. See you. Bye.